0: rooster for your morning all the news you need to know it's the wabc early news on 77 wabc
1: it's christmas eve in new york city and there was even a little bit of snow earlier merry christmas and happy holidays to all our 77 wabc listeners welcome to the 77 wabc early news unlike what frank morano said i am not deb valentine i am frank diaz well, here's your top five at five.
0: This this is the top five at five.
1: Well, guilty on both counts of manslaughter, ex police Minnesota police officer Kim Potter was convicted yesterday for pulling her gun instead of her taser and killing Dante Wright at a traffic stop in April. Well, white House Press Secretary Jen Psaki is defending President Biden Thursday amid questions over the timing of his COVID-19 test expansion. Some say he acted too late to prevent massive testing delays. Well, A new report says that Kamala Harris told her inner circle she would get better press if she was a white man and is turning to Hillary Clinton for help. Well, former President Donald Trump said that people unvaccinated against the coronavirus are the ones getting, quote, very sick and is encouraging the jabs breaking away from his base. Well, Omer de Blasio says a New Year's Eve in Times Square is still on this year, but there's going to be a few changes.
2: In the matter of State of Minnesota versus Kimberly
1: Potter, find the defendant guilty. One more guilty verdict was right after that, ex-police. Officer from Minnesota, Kim Potter, was convicted of manslaughter yesterday for pulling her gun instead of her taser and killing Dante Wright at a traffic stop. Jurors began deliberating Monday on the first and second degree charges Potter was facing for the fatal April 11th encounter. Potter shot Wright after he tried to flee cops seeking to arrest him on a weapons warrant during a traffic stop in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. His death sparked national protests that happened alongside the trial of Derek Chauvin for the murder of George Floyd. Wright's mother, Katie Wright, described the moment she heard the verdict in a press conference following the conviction.
3: The moment that we heard guilty on the um, manslaughter one emotions, every single emotion that you could imagine just running through your body at that moment.
1: Well, body cam footage shown multiple times throughout the trial depicts the distraught officer who insisted she accidentally pulled her gun instead of her taser that day. Potter's sentencing is scheduled for February 18th. Well, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki defended President Biden on Thursday amid questions over the timing of his COVID-19 test expansion and accusations that he acted too late to stop massive delays in testing and results just two days before Christmas.
3: The president and the team did take steps to increase capacity. Of course, if there would have been 500 billion tests and we would have known that there were these, uh, you know, very transmissible variants, uh, that's one thing. But the president knew that we needed to increase testing capacity. That's why uh, he uh, used the Defense Production Act to expand the supply of at-home tests. Without that, we wouldn't have the supply in the market.
1: Hours later, a report emerged from Vanity Fair that Biden rejected a roadmap to getting at-home rapid COVID tests to every American to avoid the holiday surge. The ambitious blueprint called for 732 million monthly COVID tests, far more than what Biden promised would come in January. But at her daily news briefing, Saki chalked up the president's delayed response to a lack of demand in the summer months.
3: The president wouldn't have taken the steps in September and October he had taken if we weren't aware that we needed to have increased supply. But also, there wasn't the demand back in June for it, right? And Delta changed the mentality in the public for understandable reasons. And the fact that there were only a couple of approved tests just before October, there were only about three on the market, right, that we could have tapped into. The president, using the Defense Production Act and uh, uh, investing $3 billion, allowed for there to be an increase in production so we could order the huge number of supply that we're ordering now.
1: The Omicron variant now, the dominant COVID strain in the United States, has sent Americans running to the counter for tests as more and more breakthrough infections are reported. While it's so far shown to be milder, scientists also fear the new mutation is more contagious than the previously dominant Delta variant. Well, a new report says that Kamala Harris told her inner circle she would be getting better press coverage if she was a white man, turning to Hillary Clinton for advice to reverse her low polling numbers. Harris recently has reportedly fought with aides who have since left their positions. There have been gripes about her leadership style amid complaints from within her circle about the difficult tasks she has been assigned, including dealing with root causes of migration. Clinton told the New York Times that there's definitely a double standard. She told the Times, quote, a lot of what's being used to judge her just like it was to judge me or the woman who ran in 2020 or everybody else is really colored by that. Clinton's devoted parts of her new book to identifying the causes for her own election loss. Among them were former FBI Director James Comey, her email scandal, the New York Times in particular, Russian President Vladimir Putin for the hacking effort, and Senator Bernie Sanders for his attacks. Well, Donald Trump in an interview Wednesday said that people unvaccinated against coronavirus are the ones who are getting very sick. He pushed back against conservative host Candace Owens by claiming that all Americans should get the jab, while he again took credit for the creation.
4: The vaccine is one of the greatest achievements of mankind. We would have had a 1917. Mm-hmm. Remember the Spanish flu killed perhaps a hundred million people. Actually, it ended the first world war because the soldiers was a lot of people don't know that the soldiers got so sick. It was a terrible thing. There was no vaccines. There would no anything. I came up with a vaccine with three vaccines. Mm-hmm. All are very, very good. Came up with three of them in less than nine months. It was supposed to take five to 12 years.
1: This has been one of the issues where the ex-president is at odds with much of his base. President Biden this week thanked Trump and other scientists for making the vaccine available so quickly. Well, WABC News uh, Time Check 507. Brandi Scott has your traffic and transit.
5: Well, we've got some light snow out there on the roads. slick conditions, especially in northern New Jersey, a couple of crashes out there, 17 southbound in Lodi, the right lane out with a hit right after Route 80, Parkway northbound, a crash being picked up by exit 150 in Bloomfield, 8095 in the locals southbound, an accident right after exit 71 in Fort Lee, speed restrictions are in place at the inbound George, still not a bad ride on both the upper and lower decks, doing okay heading inbound at the Lincoln and Holland Tunnels, and because of the holiday street cleaning rules and meter rules are suspended today. Also, mass transit, subways, and Metro North are running on a Saturday schedule. This report is sponsored by Empire Blue Cross Blue Shield. Empire Blue Cross Blue Shield and Heart of America are helping schools across the country increase their access to healthy food. Learn more at empireblue.com slash Liberty. I'm Brandy Scott on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
1: Brandy Scott, thank you very much. Well, here's uh, your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Today, sunny with a high of near 39. Thursday, 20% chance of... Rather, tonight, a chance of snow, possibly. Steady temperature around 35. Right now, it's about 30 degrees. Well... Mayor de Blasio announced that New York City will cap crowd sizes and require masks for revelers looking to be in Times Square for New Year's. This comes amid a surge in coronavirus cases across the city and around the country, fueled by the arrival of the hyper-contagious Omicron variant. Here's Tom Harris from the Times Square Alliance talking about the guidelines on ABC7. From the announcement, we thought that it was prudent to make sure that everyone's fully
4: vaccinated. Now we are adding the mask requirement to that, and also we're going to reduce
6: the capacity of the pens by about 75%.
1: Well, the restrictions add to the previously announced rules from City Hall that limit attendance to only those who can show proof that they are fully vaccinated against COVID. De Blasio earlier this week said he wasn't willing to take drastic measures, including shutdowns, over the uptick. It's going to be a tough few weeks. But it will only be a few weeks. Uh, Omicron has come on real fast,
0: but it will be over soon.
1: Officials say capping the crowd size at 15,000, down from the usual 58,000, will provide significant additional space for social distancing. Well, more on the Kim Potter trial. 77 WABC and Fox News host Judge Jeanine Pirro Thursday said she was stunned by Potter's conviction on the first and second degree manslaughter charges. Here she is on Fox News.
6: It is the kind of verdict that, you know, none of us really expected, especially the top count of manslaughter in the first degree. This woman clearly uh, didn't intend to cause any harm to Dante Wright. But we know what the law is, and the law talks about recklessness and culpable negligence. She was negligent. There's no question about it.
1: Potter could face a maximum sentence of 15 years for the first-degree manslaughter charge, while the second-degree charge carries a maximum sentence of 10 years. The jury spent more than 27 hours deliberating. From a legal standpoint, Pirro said she thinks the jury made the right call. Well, a report from the Daily Mail says before Dante Wright was shot and killed by Potter, he terrorized his local neighborhood for several years. Court records and interviews with victims of Wright show that he led a life of crime and violence before his death, having been involved in the shooting of two of his school friends. He was also involved in a home burglary and had assaulted and robbed a young woman at gunpoint. One instance, Wright shot 18-year-old Caleb Livingston in the head at a gas station and left him to die in an incident in Minneapolis in May of 2019. Livingston now suffers from a traumatic brain injury and respiratory arrest and is bound to a wheelchair. He cannot speak and requires 24-7 care. Well, a new report from Politico this week says that several unnamed White House staffers are are unhappy with the work environment they said that there was a lack of camaraderie and team sentiment due partly to working from home and partly due to president biden's management team the staffers complained that biden himself was surrounded by a tight-knit circle of advisors he has known for decades which left the rest feeling isolated the staff members are also unhappy at being excluded from usual perks, such as being able to see the Christmas decorations and the Thanksgiving pardon. The complaining comes amid rumors of bullying and an unhappy atmosphere in Vice President Kamala Harris's office. The four senior members of Harris's team have resigned in recent weeks amid a criticism of a, quote, dysfunctional team. The White House has not commented on the claims. Well, President Donald Trump's lawyers Thursday asked the Supreme Court to overturn a ruling providing the House committee probing the January 6th Capitol riots access to White House documents. The move comes weeks after a panel on the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals ordered the National Archives to hand over the materials to the committee. It now puts the constitutional challenge before the high court where Trump nominated three of nine sitting judges. It also represents a last-ditch effort to shield the documents from the committee in its effort to reconstruct the events leading up to the chaotic day. The appeals court panel ruled with firm language, knocking down Trump's legal basis. On the ruling, the panel wrote, quote, on the record before us, former President Trump has provided no basis for this court to override President Biden's judgment and agreed and accommodations worked out between the political branches over these documents. Well, Texas Senator Ted Cruz says that he would be open to running for president in the future, recalling his unsuccessful 2016 run, which he placed second. In an interview with the Truth Gazette, Cruz explained that his second-place finish in 2016 almost guaranteed him another shot at the Oval Office, citing the precedent of runner-ups in the GOP before him. Uh, we had a very crowded field. We had 17 candidates in the race. Very strong field. And, and I ended up placing
4: second. And, you know, there's a reason historically that the runner up is almost always the next nominee. Mm-hmm. And and that's been true going back to Nixon
1: or Reagan or, or
4: McCain or Romney that, that has played out repeatedly.
1: In another interview with Fox News, Cruz gave the same sentiment, saying it was the most fun he had in his life.
4: We'll see what President Trump decides to do. But, but I am going to fight to pull this country back from the abyss because this country is worth fighting for.
1: Asked during his appearance at Turning Point USA's America Fest about what he's doing to help Republicans get elected across the country, Cruz said, quote, There are really three things I'm focused on right now in the Senate. Number one is leading the fight to stop every dumb thing Biden and Pelosi and Schumer are doing. Well, a report from CBS says the U.S. government took in 122,000 unaccompanied migrant children during the 12 months ending September 30th of this year, shattering the previous record of 69,000. Government figures obtained by the outlet also show that 92,000 kids were placed in the Department of Health and Human Services shelter system between March and September alone. CBS added that around 147,000 unaccompanied minors crossed the U.S.-Mexico border in the 2021 fiscal year year another record breaking number the children typically remain at the HHS shelters until officials find an adult in the US to whom they can be released all right 77 WBC news uh time check 5 it's just about 5:15 we've got Mike Garcia in the studio today doing your sports what's going on mike
6: how you doing, Frank? You are looking fantastic as always. Thank you. Thank you. Oh I appreciate Oh, my goodness. You. Look at this guy. Just look at him. It's just a nice shirt and a blazer. It's nothing crazy. Ah, come on. Merry, first of all, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to and you. And Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all of you. I am Mike Garcia here with your Early News Update. It is Week 16, and Christmas came early for the Tennessee Titans as they took on the San Francisco 49ers last night, a very close game with the Titans beating them 20-17. Titans kicker Randy Bullock drilled the winning 44-yard field goal to end the game. They are now the number two seed in the AFC, with the Chiefs sitting at number one, and the Patriots being number three. Meanwhile, in the NFC, the Packers are leading by number one, Cowboys number two, and the Tampa Bay Bucks are sitting at number three. But we all know full well, Frank, Anything can happen at any given moment. Two 1 o'clock games are going down this Sunday as the Giants take on Justin Ellix Eagles and the Jets face off against the Jaguars. A little holiday cheer can come your way at the NBA to Brooklyn for the Nets as they battle against the Lakers tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Point guard James Harden has cleared NBA's COVID-19 protocols to play while 10 of their players are still sidelined from playing, including Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. The NHL is set to resume on Monday and amid COVID nineteen cases, the Rangers will take on Detroit's Wed Wings, Islanders against the Buffalo Sabres and the and the New Jersey Devils. <clears throat> Excuse me, the New Jersey Devils go toe-to-toe with St. Louis Blues. That's your early news sports update, and I'm Mike Garcia on seventy-seven WABC.
1: Yeah, let's see if uh, Justin will be happy this weekend while he's on vacation. And where is he in Saint Martin in, with his Eagles and everything? You know, because with, uh,
6: with his hot Russian girlfriend. With his <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mike Garcia, thank you very much. Thank you. Here's uh, your traffic and transit with Brandy Scott. Well, it's a bit of a messy
5: ride on the northern state over in Westbury. We've got two separate crashes out there, one eastbound, one westbound over by IU Willets, LIE westbound, a stall in the center lane by Casino Boulevard. Some minor slowdowns from Utopia Parkway. Speed restrictions are in place because of the weather at the Tappan Bridge, down to 45 miles an hour on the span. Overall doing okay heading inbound at the George, Lincoln, and Hollands. Salt trucks out there on the turnpike might see some delays moving between the George and the parkway in Wood. Bridge street cleaning rules and meters are suspended today for the holiday. I'm Brandy Scott on sock Radio 77 WABC.
1: Brandy Scott, thank you very much. All right, let's take a look at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Thirty percent chance of snow today. We saw some earlier in the in the morning, I should say, but uh, it's kind of gone right now. But hopefully, we'll see some more later. Cloudy through the morning, then gradually clearing with a high near 46. Tonight, a 50% chance of rain after 11 o'clock. Increasing clouds with a low around 40. Right now, it's overcast and 31 degrees. Well, Senator Joe Manchin yesterday told his constituents to, quote, pray for peace, safety, and a greater understanding of one another that brings our nation together this Christmas. This comes amid Democratic uproar over his opposition to President Biden's $2 trillion Build Back Better social spending package. In a video posted to his Twitter account, Manchin said that despite several challenges facing Americans this year, including the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, quote, we have so much to be grateful for.
0: Thanks to the resilience and innovation of the American people, our country has led the world in the creation of multiple safe and effective COVID-19 vaccines, allowing West Virginia families to safely gather together this holiday season. I encourage any and every West Virginian who has not received the COVID-19 vaccine and booster shot to protect themselves, their loved ones, and their community by getting vaccinated.
1: Manchin angered progressives after he announced on Fox News Sunday that he was a no vote on the spending plan following months of negotiations with the White House. He cites the 29 trillion dollar national debt, inflation, and the coronavirus pandemic as his reasons for his opposition. Well, uh it's a uh, time for your your stories for, you know, that are good for your wallet. Well, maybe it might, it might not completely be good, but, you know, Not everybody's perfect. The S&P 500 index scored its 68th record close of the year Thursday ahead of the long Christmas holiday weekend. On optimism that the Omicron variant of COVID won't derail global economies, the Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 196 points or 0.6 of a percent. The S&P 500 advanced 29 points or 0.6 of a percent. Uh, closing at a record of almost 4,730, ending its prior record close set on December 10th. The as that composite gained 131 points or 0.9% to finish at 15,653 points. Markets are closed on Christmas Eve. And will reopen on Monday. Well, new figures from the Commerce Department says the US consumer prices rose five point seven percent in November over one year ago. The fastest pace in thirty-nine years, stretching American wallets just in time for holiday shopping. The November increase followed a five point one percent rise for the twelve months, ending in October, continuing a trend of monthly increases far above the two percent inflation target set. By the Federal Reserve. The Commerce Department's Personal Consumption Expenditures, or PCE, index follows a 6.8% increase in the Consumer Price Index. The PCE Price Index tracks the actual purchases of consumers each month, while the CPI follows a fixed market basket of goods. Well, after pressure to improve worker rights, Amazon has reached a settlement with the National Labor Relations Board to allow its workers to freely organize and without retaliation. According to the agreement, the online giant said it would reach out to former and current warehouse workers via email who are on the job anytime from March 22nd to now to notify them of their organizing rights. The settlement outlines that Amazon workers who number... Around 750,000 in the U.S. have more room to organize within the buildings. For example, Amazon pledged it will not threaten workers with discipline or call the police when they are engaging in union activity in non-working areas during non-work time. Well, here's some stories from uh, down the cl- uh, down the block, I should say. NBC is reporting that major hospitals in the New York area have stopped using monoclonal antibody therapies because they ran out of one that appears effective against Omicron. New York University and Valley Health System in New Jersey notified doctors on Sunday that they're suspending the programs and will not offer the treatments until they receive more shipments from state and federal health agencies. The hospital said it was unclear when they will be resupplied. Meanwhile, Mount Sinai Health System in New York said it would stop offering the antibodies in its emergency departments Did not specify whether the policy was a result of supply issues. Monoclonal antibodies, which are laboratory-made proteins that mimic the immune system's mechanism for preventing the virus from entering healthy cells, have been used to treat patients at higher risk of becoming severely ill from the coronavirus. But only one of the available antibodies, Sotrovimab, made by GlaxoSmithKline, appears to be effective against the Omicron variant, which accounts for the majority of new COVID cases in the United States. Well, the Nassau County District Attorney's Office says that former Governor Andrew Cuomo won't be prosecuted for allegedly groping a female state trooper in Long Island. The action comes despite a determination that the woman's claims are, quote, credible and deeply troubling. In a prepared statement, acting Nassau DA Joyce Smith said her office had concluded its probe into the September 23rd, 2019 incident, detailed by Attorney General Letitia James in the bombshell sexual harassment report that forced Cuomo to resign in August. The unidentified trooper who was serving as one of Cuomo's bodyguards at the time told James's investigators that Cuomo ran the palm of his left hand across her belly as she was holding a door open for him. Here's attorney Ann Clark describing the incident.
2: The governor also several times inappropriately touched a state trooper assigned to the unit to protect the governor. In an elevator behind the trooper, he ran his finger from her neck down her spine and said, hey, you. Another time, she was standing holding the door open for the governor. As he passed, he took his open hand and ran it across her stomach from her belly button to where she, the hip where she keeps her gun.
1: Como was charged in October with forcible touching after an incident with former aide Brittany Comiso on December 7th inside Albany's executive mansion, the governor's official residence. Como is scheduled to be arraigned on January 7th in Albany City Court. He's denied any wrongdoing in the incident and others detailed in James' report, which accused him of sexually harassing 11 women, including nine current or former state workers. Well, the New York Post reports that Attorney General Letitia James is deliberately stalling on whether or not she'll claw back the $5.1 million book profits from uh, ex-Governor Cuomo. Joint Commission on Public Ethics Commissioner Gary Levine blasted James for her swift denial of an order last week that gave her office the authority to recoup. Cuomo's payday for the memoir American Crisis Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic. The AG's counsel argues that Jacob first needed to conduct their own investigative report and try to recover the funds from Cuomo before calling on the AG for help. Jacob approved the resolution December 14th requiring Cuomo to turn over the money to the AG and James would then decide where the profits would go to state coffers or back to the publisher. But James's lawyers deny that the request two days later in a letter. Last month, the commission voted to rescind the approval it previously gave to Cuomo during the summer of 2020 to write his book. Well, Schools across the tri-state area are scrambling to figure out how to safely open after Christmas break amid the Omicron surge, and some are already planning to go virtual in January. The Patterson, New Jersey, school district announced Wednesday that learning will be entirely virtual for students and staff from January 4th to January 18th, following a spike in cases. The fourth largest district in the Garden State already switched two high schools to virtual learning. The rising numbers of COVID-19 cases due to multiple variants are a cause for concern for all of us, Patterson Superintendent Eileen F. Schaefer said in a statement. A surge of new cases has occurred in northeastern New Jersey and is expected that the trend will continue through the holiday break. According to Governor Phil Murphy's office, New Jersey reported 9,711 new cases on Wednesday, an all-time high. New York City's public advocate Jumani Williams on Saturday said that schools should immediately return to remote learning as the Omicron sweeps the city, calling it a, quote, no-brainer in preparation for Christmas. Some schools in the tri-state area will be looking at the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's new test-to-stay approach introduced last week. The agency said that unvaccinated students exposed to COVID-19 can remain in school if they undergo testing, a stark change from the previous policy that required unvaxxed students to quarantine for 10 days after exposure. 77 WABC time check 527. Brandy Scott has your traffic and transit.
5: Well, starting out with mass transit, subways and Metro North are running on a Saturday schedule for the holiday. LIRR operating on a regular weekday schedule. Also going to be adding some extra trains later on this afternoon. Not too bad moving through the five boroughs right now. FDR Deegan, Cross Bronx, and Grand Central all in great shape. LIE Eastbound, a stall in the center lane by Casino Boulevard, not causing a big delay. Doing okay heading inbound across the Hudson at the George, Lincoln, and Holland over in Jersey, 17 southbound, right after Route 80 and Lodi crash out there. Now an in accident investigation. The right lane is blocked. This report is sponsored by Empire Blue Cross Blue Shield. Empire Blue Cross Blue Shield and Heart of America are helping schools across the country increase their access to healthy food. Learn more at empirebluecom NY Liberty. I'm Brandy Scott on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
1: Brandy Scott. Thank you very much. All right. It's time for your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. A 30% chance of snow today, mainly before 7 o'clock. We saw some earlier today. Cloudy through the mid-morning then gradually clearing with a high of near 46. Tonight, a 50% chance of rain after 11 o'clock. Increasing clouds The low around 40. Right now, it's 31 and overcast. Well, the developer of a 432 Park Avenue, the tallest apartment building in New York City that sits on Billionaire's Row overlooking Central Park, has responded to a $125 $25 million lawsuit that was filed by the condominiums board earlier this year. The lawsuit alleged that the building suffered from leaks, flooding, creaking walls, and faulty elevators. On Wednesday, the company behind the project replied in a filing with the state Supreme Court, calling the lawsuit ill-advised and an effort to rest on. Unw- warranted payments from the developer The Wall Street Journal first reported that their answer to the original lawsuit, the developer claimed, that the complaints raised by the board had been, quote, vastly exaggerated. The suit cites more than 1,500 alleged defects, breakdowns, failures, and safety issues. Uh, That sounds like a problem. More evidence is emerging that Omicron is a less severe variant after a British study found the risk of hospitalization from the hyper-contagious strain is 70% lower than from the Delta variant. Britain's health security agency released the findings. Thursday, the fourth study this week that has found that Omicron to be milder in comparison to other versions of the virus. But the analysis in Britain also reveals that immunity from boosters fades more quickly against Omicron compared to Delta. The CDC estimates that Omicron now comprises at least 73% of all infections in the U.S. and up to 92% in five states, including New York and New Jersey. Here's Dr. Anthony Fauci.
4: This is unprecedented to see this rapidity with which any individual virus spreads through the world, it is really extremely unusual. It's a doubling time of two to three days, closer to two days.
1: Researchers from the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation at the University of Washington updated their COVID nineteen model and expected the virus to hit the U.S. in January, peaking at 2.8 million new cases. Coming up, your f- top five at five thirty. We will be right back.
0: Talk Radio 77, WABC. Dominic Carter, entertaining and informative.
1: An actor from the TV show Empire told
0: Chicago police that he was attacked by two men who shouted
7: pro-Trump slogans. And it's got to be a plot that only could be thought up in Hollywood, a TV show. It's disgusting what he did. There has to be consequences.
0: Dominic Carter, weeknights at midnight, just before the other side of midnight. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Rudy Giuliani. I want to talk about something right here. Is on. Affecting you and me. America's mayor.
5: The mayor of New
0: York City, Rudy Giuliani. Is here to talk to you on the Tunnel to Towers Foundation hotline. Weekdays at 3 p.m. Talk Radio 77 WABC and WABCradio.com. A station built just for you. Entertaining talk, information, and New York opinions. That is the stupidest, dumbest, most idiotic idea I ever heard of. The world famous. An American original. Talk Radio 77 WABC and WABCradio.com. Talk Radio 77
5: wabc
0: entertaining and informative it's the wabc early news on 77 wabc
1: it's christmas eve in new york city and there was even a little bit of snow earlier there should be some later today too merry christmas and happy holidays to our 77 wabc listeners welcome to the 77 wabc early news i'm frank diaz and i still haven't wrapped my christmas presents yet Here's your top five at 530.
0: It's the top five at 530.
1: Well, guilty on both counts of manslaughter. Ex-Minnesota police officer Kim Potter was convicted yesterday for pulling her gun instead of her taser and killing Dante Wright at a traffic stop in April. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki is defending President Biden Thursday amid questions over the timing of his COVID-19 test expansion. Some say he acted too late to prevent massive testing delays. A new report says that Kamala Harris told her inner circle she would get better press if she was a white man and is turning to Hillary Clinton for help. Former President Trump said the people unvaccinated against the coronavirus are the ones getting very sick and is encouraging the jabs breaking away from his usual base. Omer de Blasio says that New Year's Eve and Times Square is still on this year, but there's going to be a few changes.
2: In the matter of state of Minnesota versus Kimberly
1: Potter, find the defendant guilty. One more guilty verdict was read after that. Ex-Minnesota police officer Kim Potter was convicted of manslaughter yesterday for pulling her gun instead of her taser killing Dante Wright at a traffic stop. Jurors began deliberating Monday on the first and second degree charges Potter was facing for the fatal April 11th encounter. Potter shot Wright after he tried to flee cops seeking to arrest him on a weapons warrant during a traffic stop in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. His death sparked national protests that happened alongside the trial of Derek Chauvin for the murder of George Floyd. Wright's mother, Katie Wright, described the moment she heard the verdict in a press conference following the conviction.
3: The moment that we heard guilty on the um, manslaughter one, emotions, every single emotion that you could imagine just running through your body at that moment.
1: Body cam footage shown multiple times throughout the trial depicts the distraught officer who insisted she accidentally pulled her gun instead of her taser that day. Potter's sentencing is scheduled for February 18th. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki defended President Biden Thursday amid questions over the timing of his COVID-19 test expansion and accusations that he acted too late to stop massive delays in testing and results just two days before Christmas.
3: The president and the team did take steps to increase capacity. Of course, if there would have been 500 billion tests and we would have known that there were these uh, you know, very transmissible variants... Uh, That's one thing. But the president knew that we needed to increase testing capacity. That's why uh, he uh, used the Defense Production Act to expand the supply of at-home tests. Without that, we wouldn't have the supply in the market.
1: Hours later, a report emerged from Vanity Fair that Biden rejected a roadmap to getting at-home rapid COVID tests to every American to avoid the holiday surge. Well, the ambitious blueprint called for about 732 million monthly COVID tests, far more than what Biden promised would come in January. That was about 500 million. But I heard Daily News briefing Saki chalked up the president's delayed response to a lack of demand in the summer months. The
3: president wouldn't have taken the steps in September and October he had taken if we weren't aware that we needed to have increased supply. But also there wasn't the demand back in June for it, right? And Delta changed the mentality in the public for understandable reasons. And the fact that there were only a couple of approved tests just before October, there were only about three on the market, right, that we could have tapped into. The president using the Defense Production Act and uh, uh, investing $3 billion allowed for there to be an increase in production so we could order the huge number of supply that we're ordering now
1: well the omicron variant now the dominant covid strain in the united states has sent americans running to the counter for tests as more and more breakthrough infections are reported while it's so far shown to be milder scientists also fear that the new mutation is more contagious than previously dominant delta variant well, a new report says that Kamala Harris told her inner circle she would get better press coverage if she was a white man, turning to Hillary Clinton for advice to reverse her low polling numbers. Harris recently has reportedly fought with aides who have since left their positions. There have been gripes about her leadership style, a complaints from within her circle about the difficult task she's been assigned, including dealing with... uh, migration on the southern border Clinton told the New York Times that there is definitely a double standard she also said quote a lot of what's being used to judge her just like it was to judge me or the woman who ran in 2020, or everybody else, is really colored by that. Clinton's devoted parts of her new book to identifying the causes for her own election loss. Among them were former FBI Director James Comey, her email scandal, The New York Times in particular, Russian President Vladimir Putin for the hacking effort, and Senator Bernie Sanders for his attacks. The 77 WABC Time Check, 537. Brandi Scott has your traffic and transit. Well, some slick conditions on
5: the roads moving through Westchester. It's a messy ride on 684. Multiple crashes on the southbound side between 120 and the Hutch. Definitely want to plan some extra time out there. If you can, hop over to the Sprain Brook. Much better ride on the southbound side. Speed restrictions in place at the Tappan Zee Bridge and the George. Right now, no big delays there getting across the Hudson River. Lincoln and Holland tunnels nice and quiet on the inbound side. Salt trucks on the turnpike could see some delays in both directions. Between the George and the Garden State Parkway and Woodbridge. Street cleaning and meter rules are suspended for the holiday. I'm Brandy Scott on Salk Radio 77 WABC.
1: Brandy Scott, thank you very much. Let's take a look at your forecast from the Ramsey Maz, the Weather Center. 20% chance of snow before 8 o'clock today. There was some earlier in the morning, but it's uh, kind of died down right now. Cloudy through the morning, then gradually clearing with a high near 46. Tonight, 50% chance of rain after about 10 o'clock, mostly cloudy with a low around 40. Right now, it's 31 degrees. Well, Donald Trump in an interview Wednesday said that people unvaccinated against coronavirus are the ones getting very sick. He pushed back against conservative host Candace Owens by claiming that all Americans should get the jab while he again took credit for its creation.
4: The vaccine is one of the greatest achievements of mankind. We would have had a 1917... 1917- Remember, the Spanish flu killed perhaps 100 million people. Actually, it ended the First World War because the soldiers were so. A lot of people don't know that. The soldiers got so sick, it was a terrible thing. There were no vaccines. There were no anything. I came up with a vaccine, with three vaccines. Mm-hmm. All are very, very good. Came up with three of them in less than nine months. It was supposed to take five to 12 years
1: has been one of the issues where the ex-president is at odds with much of his base. Trump said over the weekend that he also received a COVID booster shot. Well, president Biden this week thanked Trump and scientists for making the vaccines available so quickly. Trump also told Fox shortly after that he was very appreciative and was surprised to hear it. The former president was hospitalized with COVID-19 in October of 2020. Well, Mayor Bill de Blasio announced that New York City will cap crowd sizes and require masks for revelers looking to be in Times Square for New Year's Eve. This comes amid a surge in coronavirus cases across the city and around the country fueled by the arrival of the hyper contagious Omicron variant. Here's Tom Harris from the Times Square Alliance talking about the guidelines on ABC7.
4: From the announcement we thought that it was prudent to make sure that everyone's fully vaccinated.
1: Now we are adding the mask requirement to that and also we're going to reduce the capacity of the pens by about 75 percent the restrictions add to the previously announced rules from city hall that limit attendance to only those who can show proof that they're fully vaccinated against covid de blasio earlier this week said he wasn't willing to take drastic measures including shutdowns over the uptick it's gonna be a tough few weeks but it will only be a few weeks uh, omicron has come on real fast but it will be over soon Officials say capping the crowd size at 15,000 down from the usual 58,000 will provide significant additional space for social distancing. Well, West Virginia Governor Jim Justice defended Joe Manchin on Fox News Wednesday, claiming attacks against him are not tolerated.
7: In all honesty, it's, unto- it's, just, it's not tolerated, just period. You know, from the standpoint of what Senator Manchin did, he stepped up. He stepped up and echoed the people of West Virginia. The people of West Virginia are hardworking people. The people of West Virginia know what this country is all founded around. It's not founded around socialism. It's not founded by the promotion of, of something that is so awry that it doesn't make one bit of sense. It's founded upon Americans not being average.
1: Justice was specifically referring to actress Bette Mittler's tweet calling West Virginians, quote, poor, illiterate and strung out when lashing out at Manchin.
7: I think of her maybe up until yesterday or the day before. I think of her in in a good way. But absolutely with her criticism of West Virginia, which is so uncalled for. You know, I would very well say that Bette Midler may have never been to West Virginia before.
1: The criticism in defense comes after Manchin said Sunday that he will vote no on President Biden's Build Back Better plan. A new report shows $10 million was spent in West Virginia on ads aimed at the centrist Democrat and he's become the vote that could sink President Biden's agenda. A 50-50 split said it means Biden can't afford to lose even one Democratic vote. President Joe Biden doubled down on making an exception to the Senate filibuster rules to get voting rights legislation passed in the face of Republican opposition. During his sit down with ABC News's David Muir that aired Thursday night, Biden answered yes when asked if he supported making fundamental changes to the Senate rules to get voting rights bills through the upper chamber. Are you prepared to support fundamental changes in the Senate rules to get this done? Yes. What does that mean?
0: That means whatever it takes, change the Senate rules to accommodate major pieces of legislation without requiring 60 votes. So you support a carve out of the filibuster for voting well, rights. The only thing standing between getting voting rights legislation passed and not getting passed as the filibuster, I support making an exception of voting rights for the filibuster.
1: In recent years, the minority party has used the filibuster, forcing a procedural vote that needs the support of 60 senators for nearly every bill. Earlier this month, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell agreed to a procedural scheme with the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer that allowed a one-time change to the Senate rules to get the debt ceiling raised. McConnell called it a win because the final debt ceiling hike happened with only Democratic votes, meaning Republicans can use the debt as a political issue during the run-up to the 2022 midterms. However, members of his party say that the move could be a slippery slope to the destruction of the filibuster. Well, authorities in California say that the Los Angeles County DA's chief of staff was busted on suspicion of public intoxication and allegedly threatened to put the arresting officer on a so-called list of bad cops. Police in a statement this week say that Joseph Iniguez was arrested during the December 11th trap in Azusa. The top aide for Los Angeles County DA George Gascon was booked for allegedly being under the influence of drugs and alcohol or alcohol after a Tesla driven by his fiance was stopped for making an illegal U-turn. Prosecutors must notify defendants as well as attorneys whenever an officer on the list is involved in a criminal case. Prosecutors told the Orange County Register that once included, it can be a career-ending development for cops deemed dishonest. Chicago authorities say that a security guard was maced during the back-to-back robberies of two high-end retail stores in the city's historic Gold Coast neighborhood on Wednesday evening. Chicago police say that the luxury stores Hermes and Prada, located across from one another on Oak Street in the city's high-end retail district near Michigan. Avenue were each robbed within a span of about 10 minutes. Two males entered the Prada store around 5 p.m. and stole merchandise before fleeing in an unknown direction. Just 10 minutes later, a male acting alone entered the Hermes store across the street, sprayed what appeared to be mace at the security guard, stole merchandise, and fled. The guard was not seriously injured and declined medical treatment at the scene. As of Tuesday, citywide thefts rose 20% year-to-date from about 10,400 in 2020 to 12,500 according to Chicago police statistics. Citywide robberies were about equal to last year. 7,600, with five fewer reported going into the last week of 2021. Meanwhile, citywide burglaries are down 24% year-to-date from 8,522 in 2020 to 6,453, according to police statistics. So the number of murders, however, rose to 783, up 5% so far this year compared to 2020, and criminal sexual assaults were up 29%. 77 WABC, time check, 545. You know what that means. I'm going to throw the
6: football over to Mike Garcia, and he's going to do your sports today. Think, yes, yes, thank you very much. I'm still looking good. You know, this is when you know that I'm turning into sick. Oh, wait, because you, you're commenting on my, uh, my outfit? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, compliments from Joseph Abood. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to every single one of you. I'm hoping you're having a fantastic day so far. I am Mike Garcia here with your early news sports update. It is Week 16 and Christmas came early for the Tennessee Titans as they took on San Francisco 49ers last night. The offense was struggling a little bit at first, but the Titans came with a comeback beating them at 20-17. Titans kicker Randy Bullock drilled the winning 44-yard field goal to end the game when the ball barely, and I mean barely, hit the goalpost. They are now the number two seed in the AFC with the Chiefs sitting at number one and the Patriots being number three. Meanwhile, in the NFC, the Packers are leading by being number one, Cowboys number two, and Tampa Bay Bucks sitting at three. We know full well, though, anything can happen at any given moment. Two 1 o'clock games are going down this Sunday as the Giants take on Justin Alex Eagles and the Jets face off against the Jaguars. I kind of want him to jump ship now. I kind of do. Eh, ain't that something. At the NBA, a little holiday cheer can come your way for the Brooklyn Nets as they battle against the Lakers tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Point guard James Harden has cleared NBA's COVID-19 protocols to play, while 10 of their players are still sidelined, including Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving The NHL is set to resume on Monday Amid COVID-19 cases The Rangers will take on Detroit's Red Wings Islanders against the Buffalo Sabres And the New Jersey Devils go toe-to-toe With St. Louis Blues That's your early news sports update I'm Mike Garcia on 77 WABC Speaking
1: of outfits You talk, You have a, a stitch sweater on That's awesome Oh
6: yeah, it's, it's my ugly
1: sweater Oh great, that's a, that's a great ugly sweater <laughs> Alright, thanks Mike Garcia Alright Time check 547. Brandy Scott has your traffic and transit.
5: Well, the weather this morning making it a little bit messy early this Christmas Eve out there on the roads. Turnpike Western Spur northbound slowing down approaching the Vince Lombardi service area in Richfield. Crash out there in the right lane. Delays go back into the Meadowlands. Still looking pretty good inbound across the Hudson River at the George Lincoln and Hollands Cross Bronx eastbound slowing down approaching the Sheridan. We've got an accident blocking a lane westbound side. Still a great ride heading over to the outbound George up to speed from the Bruckner through to underneath the apartments. L-I-E Eastbound doing better heading over to Casino Boulevard. Stall out there has been picked up. No big issues on the FDR in either direction approaching the 59th Street Bridge. You've got some minor slowdowns on the inbound Gowanus approaching the Battery Tunnel. After that, doing fine approaching the Brooklyn Bridge on the BQE. This report is sponsored by Empire Blue Cross Blue Shield. Empire Blue Cross Blue Shield and Heart of America are helping schools across the country increase their access to healthy food. Learn more at empireblue.com slash. New York Liberty. I'm Brandy Scott on Talk Radio seventy seven W A B C
1: Brandy Scott, thank you very much. Let's take a look at your forecast on the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. fifty percent chance of snow today, so stay safe out there. Cloudy with a low around thirty-one. Tonight, a twenty percent chance of snow before eight o'clock, and a fifty percent chance of rain after ten, mostly cloudy with a low around forty. Right now, it's about thirty-one and overcast. Well, more news for you. Illinois State Senator Kimberly Lightford has opened up about her trauma after being carjacked at gunpoint this week. She revealed that she begged the trio of armed robbers not to shoot her before her husband opened fire on the criminals and told her to flee. I
7: begged them not to shoot my husband, not to shoot me. I told them to take whatever they want. You know, they took everything off me that I had that, you know, a
5: value. And I offered the car. Um, and they and my husband slid them the keys and then after we kind of got them the guns um, off of us uh, they had separated me and my husband and after we got the guns off of us my husband told me to
3: run
1: Lightford, who is a Democrat, has been slammed by conservatives of being soft on crime for seeking to defund police departments in Illinois and was not physically harmed during the incident. The carjacking in Illinois took place less than a day after Congresswoman Mary Gay Scanlon, fellow progressive Democrat from Philadelphia, was robbed at gunpoint. Both women supported police reform policies last year following the Black Lives Matter movement. Both co-sponsored a bill in their respective offices to allow mental health specialists to be dispatched as first responders instead of police officers. Well, let's take a look at your business report and see how your wallet's doing. The S&P 500 index scored its 68th record close of the year Thursday ahead of the long Christmas weekend. On optimism that Omicron won't derail global economies, the Dow Jones Industrial Average rose a little over 196 points or 0.6 of a percent. S&P 500 advanced 29 points or 0.6 of a percent, closing at a record of 4,725, eclipsing its prior record close of 4,712 on December 10th. The Nasdaq Composite gained about 131 points or 0.9 of a percent to finish at just over 15,000. Markets are closed on Christmas Eve and will reopen on Monday. Well, new figures from the Commerce Department say that U.S. consumer prices rose about 5.7% in November over one year ago, the fastest pace in 39 years, stretching American wallets just in time for holiday shopping. The November increase followed a 5.1% rise for the 12 months ending in October, continuing a trend of monthly increases far above the 2% inflation target that was set by the Federal Reserve. The Commerce Department's Personal Consumption Expenditures, or the PCE Index, follows a 6.8% increase in the Consumer Price Index. The PCE Price Index tracks the actual purchases consumers are making each month, while the CPI follows a fixed market basket of goods. Well, After pressure to improve workers' rights... Amazon has reached a settlement with the uh, excuse me National Labor Relations Board to allow its workers to freely organize and without retaliation. According to the agreement, the online giant said it would reach out to former and current warehouse workers via email who are on the job anytime from March 22nd to now to to, to notify them of their organizing rights. The settlement outlines that Amazon workers who number around 750,000 in the United States have more room to organize within the buildings. For example, Amazon pledged it will not threaten workers with discipline or call the police when they are engaging in union activity in exterior non-work areas during non-work time. Well, NBC is reporting that major hospitals in the New York area have stopped using monoclonal antibody therapies because they ran out of one that appears effective against Omicron. New York University and Valley Health System in New Jersey notified doctors on Sunday that they're suspending the programs and will not offer the treatments until they receive more shipments from the state and federal health agencies. The hospital said it was unclear when they will be resupplied. Meanwhile, Mount Sinai Health System in New York said it would stop offering the antibodies in emergency departments. It didn't specify whether the policy was a result of supply issues. Monoclonal antibodies, which are lab-made that mimic the immune system's mechanism for preventing the virus from entering healthy cells have been used to treat patients at high risk of becoming severely ill from coronavirus, but only one of the available antibodies appears to be effective against the Omicron variant, which accounts for the majority of new COVID cases in the United States. And the Nassau County District Attorney's Office says former Governor Andrew Cuomo won't be prosecuted for allegedly groping a female state trooper in Long Island. The action comes despite a determination that the woman's claims were, quote, credible and deeply troubling. And a prepared statement acting Nassau D.A. Joy Smith said her office had concluded its probe into the September 23rd, 2019 incident, detailed by A.G. Letitia James in the bombshell sexual harassment report that forced Cuomo to resign back in August. The unidentified trooper, who was serving as one of Cuomo's bodyguards at the time, told James investigators that Cuomo ran the palm of his left hand across her belly as she was holding a door open for him. Here's attorney Anne Clark describing the incident.
2: Also, several times inappropriately touched a state trooper assigned to the unit to protect the governor. In an elevator behind the trooper, he ran his finger from her neck down her spine and said, Hey you... Another time, she was standing holding the door open for the governor. As he passed, he took his open hand and ran it across her stomach from her belly button to where she, the hip where she keeps her gun.
1: Cole was charged in October with forcible touching after an incident with former aide Brittany Comiso on December 7th inside Albany's executive mansion at the governor's official residence. Cuomo's is scheduled to be arraigned on January 7th in Albany City Court. He's denied any wrongdoing in the incident and the others detailed in James' report, which accused him of sexually harassing 11 women, including nine current or former state workers. The New York Post is reporting that Attorney General Letitia James is deliberately stalling on whether or not she'll claw back the $5.1 million book profits from ex-Governor Andrew Cuomo. The Joint Commission on Public Ethics Commissioner Gary Levine blasted James for her swift denial of an order last week that gave her office the authority to recoup Cuomo's payday for the memoir American Crisis Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic. The AG's counsel argues that Jacob first needed to conduct their own investigative report and try to recover the funds from Cuomo before calling on the AG for help jacob approved the resolution by december 14th requiring cuomo to turn over the mo- book money to the ag and james would then decide where the profits would go to t- to state coffers or back to the publisher but james lawyers denied that request two days later in a letter last month the com- commission voted to rescind the approval it previously gave to cuomo during the summer of 2020 to write his book Well, schools across the tri-state are scrambling to figure out how to safely open after Christmas amid an Omicron surge. Some are already planning to go virtual early next month. The Patterson, New Jersey, school district announced Wednesday that learning will be entirely virtual for students and staff from January 4th to January 18th, following a spike in cases. The fourth largest district in the Garden State already switched two high schools to virtual learning. The rising number of COVID-19 cases due to multiple variants are cause for concern for all of us, Patterson Superintendent Eileen F. Schaefer said in a statement. A surge in new cases has occurred in northeastern New Jersey and is expected that the trend will continue through the holiday break. According to Governor Phil Murphy's office, New Jersey reported just over 9,000 700 new cases on Wednesday, which is an all-time high. New York City's public advocate Jumani Williams on Saturday said that schools should immediately return to remote learning as the Omicron sweeps the city, calling it a quote no-brainer in preparation for Christmas. Some schools in the tri-state area will be looking at the CDC to test their new test-to-stay approach introduced last week. The agency said that the unvaccinated students oppose, exposed to COVID-19 can remain in school if they undergo testing, which is a stark change from previous policy that required unvaccinated students to quarantine for 10 days after exposure. 77 WABC Time Check 557. Brandi Scott is your traffic and transit.
5: Well, still not so great moving through Westchester over on 684 southbound. We've got a couple of collisions out there between 120 and the Hutch. Accident on the Cross Bronx eastbound slowing you down. One lane blocked over by the Sheridan. Speed restrictions in place because of the weather at both the Tappan Zee Bridge and the George. You're down to 45 miles an hour on the span. Salt trucks in New Jersey could see some delays over on the turnpike moving between the George and the Garden State Parkway and Woodbridge. Mass transit subways and Metro North are running on. On a Saturday schedule for the holiday. LIRR operating on a regular weekday schedule. They're going to be adding some extra trains as well later on this afternoon. This report is sponsored by Empire Blue Cross Blue Shield. Empire Blue Cross Blue Shield and Heart of America are helping schools across the country increase their access to healthy food. Learn more at empireblue.com NY Liberty. I'm Brandy Scott on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
1: Brandy Scott, thank you very much. All right, one last look at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. 20% chance of snow before about 8 o'clock, cloudy this morning, then gradually clearing with a high near 46. Tonight, a 50% chance of rain after 10 o'clock, mostly cloudy with a low around 40. Right now, it's 31 degrees. Well, that's just about all the time I have tonight to this morning for you. Uh, I hope all our listeners have a mer- very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Thank you for listening to us at 77 WBC Early News. Russ Salzburg, Curtis Lee we're in for Bernie and Sid up next.